Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week you are in for a treat. I have Kat and Nat on the show. And you know, if you're a mom in 2019, I'm pretty sure that these two do not need an introduction, but in the wild chance that they have not graced your iPhone screen, I'm going to give you the quick lowdown. With seven kids between them, Kat and Nat know just how lonely and isolating motherhood can be. So they set out on a mission to bring women and moms together. They have a rapidly exploding community of millions of like-minded moms who tune into them every single day on Facebook and Instagram as they change the conversation about motherhood. They have a virally famous video series called Mom Truths that has hundreds of millions of views all around the world, a best-selling book where they share everything moms think but are just afraid to talk about, and they're currently traveling North America for their live Mom Truths tour, which, ladies, if you have not been, is one hell of a mom's night out. They're strippers. Like, it is a really fun party. And so in this episode, we are chatting about motherhood and entrepreneurship, and most importantly, what it means to live a go-fuck-yourself life. So speaking of that F-bomb, heads up, there are a few more F-bombs in this episode, so you may want to cover up those little ears. Anyway, this is a great episode with lots of real talk, and you know what? I know you're going to love it, so let's just dive right in. Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one, and you're listening to my podcast where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. All right. I'm here with Kat and Nat, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, for real. Yeah. You know what? I I was just kind of going through a trip down memory lane. And what was it? Five years ago that I met you guys? Six years ago? I think we were both kind of just like, you guys had been doing it for a couple of years now, but I was just starting out this whole online platform thing. I don't even really know what to call it. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, we, so digital, digital, digital. How did we meet Jamie? Where were we? Well, you know what? So you, it was so funny. So I was, well, it wasn't funny. It was actually a bad night, but I was drowning in motherhood Mm -hmm. and my girlfriend, Abby sends me, uh, your account. And she says, I think you need to follow these girls. I said, okay. And then I, you just popped up that night and said you were doing an event. And I said, okay. So yeah. I bought a ticket. I don't even, I didn't know what you guys were even going to do, but I was going. <laughs> and I then I went to one of your events where you had experts and I had just kind of started my blog and that was I remember now. now. I yeah. remember, I remember, I remember. And I think Catherine, you looked at me and you're like, this is something you get on this. And you were kind of the first person who really, I didn't even know this was a thing to be quite honest. It was just a whole different realm of the world that I I just didn't even know that you could create an online platform. I was just kind of writing because I needed to get some stuff off my chest. Yeah. What did you, what did your book? Pop-Tart Diaries. Yes. It used to be the Pop-Tart Diaries because once upon a time, um, when I was the young girlfriend, I got the nickname as my husband's Pop-Tart. So then when I was trying to figure out what the name of my blog would be, I was like, that is just 
Perfect. So yeah, at the very beginning, I was the Pop-Tart Diaries and that's, then I ended up switching over. And you guys were social common. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, how much we've all grown up in this world and here we are podcasting the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't even know what a podcast was, but so now you guys have a community of millions of moms. Like you are in the millions right now. Like how crazy is that? It feels like millions of friends, to be honest. It it doesn't even feel like anything different. I think that that's what's so crazy about social media is people see numbers and equate it as something like with weight where it it doesn't change anything other than we get to to basically communicate with more people and, and like share a message. Really, that's all it is. It's nothing means nothing more other than we're very thankful for people who <laughs> laugh at us. I know. And the other thing, the other thing is I, I remember it's kind of funny. I mean, we were watching on Facebook the day that it, um, it hit a million. And what I thought to myself was not that I'm so excited to hit, hit a million, just that there is some mom out there somewhere in the world in another country who's just now becoming a part of this community. And I'm like, gosh, that was, you know, that was me feeling so lost when I was first a mom. And I wanted a place where I could come and feel not judged and laugh and, you know, communicate with other women yeah, totally, and moms. And I, and so I was thinking about these women clicking on the page. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't see you. I don't know who you are, but like, welcome to this community. I'm so glad to have more people because that was the mission was to always create a space where a mom or a woman could feel like she belonged. Yep. Yeah. And I can vouch for that because I have watched you guys grow this brand. Like I have been following along and you have not changed. You literally (laughs) have... Uh, change. It's, it's, but that's great because, you know, you do have an element of fame and you have, you know, this huge community and you are the same two girls that I met that night at the event. It, It really is the same mission, which I think is amazing. A little bit of Botox fillers and an extra 40 pounds. But other than that, here we are. Well, I think we all need a little Botox, right? Like Botox makes us feel better. So I'm not opposed to that. Now, yeah. um, I was listening to your Facebook live the other day and I'm curious, all of these moms, you have so many moms who are, you know, chiming into you every single day. What do you think is the main thing that you're constantly feeling from moms in your community? Honestly, they, they, they reach out to us all the time. And when we get to go on tour and we get to meet these women, we hear, cause you know, it was funny. Kat was saying like, um, a while, you know, when we were first on tour, like it was hard to understand why these, why these thousands of women were buying tickets and coming to our show. I mean, we knew we were having a good time. We knew they were having a t- good time, but when you look out there and you see, you know, mm-hmm. people following us or taking time out of their schedule to be with us, it's hard to kind of understand. But then over time, through all of you know people's stories, we found that women do feel alone. Women do feel overwhelmed. Motherhood can be totally overwhelming. But we've created a space where when things get really stressful and crazy, we're able to laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And we're also able to share our experiences, which helps people feel like they're not alone. So it's, re- it's really like they say, like, I feel like you guys are my best friends. I feel like, you know, I can turn to you when I'm feeling down. I watch an Insta story and you make me smile or you say something that I literally thought my kid was the only one that did that. But when you say it, I feel like I'm normal. So it's just a place where people feel like they're a part of something and they feel better about themselves. And for us, we always say like laughing for us is the best therapy. Like some people want to go to the spa and take time for themselves. Kat and I, what makes us feel good is laughing, laughing about, you know, that's, what we do for ourselves. And that's what people say. Like you guys made me realize that not everything is such a big deal. 
for us, it's therapy, but for them, they're like, honestly, I was in a really bad place. Also, I think like the consensus of women is that they carry so much of the load. And I think we hear that over and over and over again, that everything falls on their shoulders, even with husbands who I'm not, I, I, I hate calling husbands bad bad dads, but it's not that they're bad dads. It's that we as women, for some reason, haven't like woken up and been like, oh, I don't know why we take on so much of the load. I think we're just half as guilty and men don't necessarily know how to insert themselves into the situation. And I'm sure when your husband, um, Darren, when he was a single dad for a bit, the responsibility was so different. He probably has a different relationship with them because he was alone with them. And it's a different relationship when a mom isn't always there. So when we step away, our husbands are totally different with our children. And I think that women, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that communication is where, where we're, we need to be given permission to let the dads do as they do and for women to step away and, and do things for themselves. And we want to, and part, you know, part of our platform is obviously sharing our experiences and we've come so far. Oh my God. It's been a pro it's been such a process for us. We want to encourage other moms to do the same. Like a lot of women will come out to, um, to a show and they're like, Oh my gosh, it took like, it took so much planning to come out here and to be here, but I'm so glad I'm here. And we're like, well, when's the last time you went out since having kids? And they're like, never. So we want to open up this conversation. We want to encourage women to like lean on their spouses, lean on their partners and take time for themselves. And we just want to keep talking about it because for some reason, the balance isn't, isn't right. And we want to, we want to make it normal that a dad can do it too. Yeah, they can. But do you ever feel like you just do it better than your husband though? Like, yeah. Like just in terms of like, I just think as women, we are just taught we're we are multitaskers. We are like, we are good time management. We have, you know, we mm -hmm. really just get shit done. It's like, even last night we're going to soccer for, with my daughter. And I said, I'm just going to go run to the grocery store. And well, she's at soccer. Darren was there. So I thought, you know, only one needs to be there for the half an hour. It's fine. Yeah. Well, why would you need to go to the grocery store? I don't know because we have four kids and no food in the house <laughs> and we have an event tomorrow night and we're working all day and all of this stuff. Like, has this shit not gone through your head yet? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It oh doesn't. My God, we're laughing but, because but I, we're they literally... would still feed them. They would still feed them, Jamie. And that's what's so crazy is that we, I don't think, <sighs> I think we do it better for women, like in your, our own heads. But I think men, they, I, it's like, because we do it all, they don't have to think about it. You know, yeah, yeah. like they don't have to, they're never given the opportunity to be like, Oh, I should do dinner. It's like, we do it. It's like a little kid. If you're going to tie their shoes, they're never going to learn to tie their shoes. Yeah. If you're going to wipe their ass, they're never going to wipe. Of course I want someone to tie my shoes and wipe my ass. <laughs> yeah. And we're just wiping our husband's asses all day. Uh, yeah. Like if you oh really God. think about it. I know. Yeah, we are all and we're tying their shoes yeah. and tying their shoes is what we do. I, um, I, I, this morning I had the same situation. I said, it was pouring rain. I said, I said to Mark, I said, can you drop the kids off at school? Well, first of all, I mean, why doesn't he always, and why doesn't he always make lunch and breakfast? We're both here. <laughs> That's another yeah. story, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching the kids get ready. And, and Mark's just started lingering around. He's like, well, I got to leave at this time. And I'm watching them. And I'm like, Mark, you need to lead by example, walk to the front door with your shoes on and they will follow. And uh, they're just all over the place. And Teddy goes to me, mom, why don't you just take us to school? That takes forever. And I'm like, oh, but no, I could have walked out the door and driven them to school, but I, but I would have been wiping Mark's ass, you know? Yep, that's exactly right, y'all. So I had to sit there and like, I was so frustrated. I was like, I can't even watch this. Like, 
like, this is taking so long to get out the door. I know. And, and I, I think it's because we're so efficient. We are just like, okay, I'll just do it. And that's actually the mistake. Yeah. And Mark is waiting. Exactly. And Mark's waiting for the kids to walk out the door. I'm like, they won't walk out the door until you walk out the door. How come you haven't learned this? But you know what, Jamie, we travel now and we leave. They and have they, to figure it and out. They figure it out. They feed them. They feed them all the meals and they have snacks. I don't know where the food comes from. I don't know if they're robbing the neighbors, but somehow everything goes off with, without, without a hitch. And if there's a hitch, we don't hear about it. And, and I, we never thought, never thought seven years ago or even two years ago that that could even be possible, but it is happening. These are two men that have had their asses wiped for, for a decade. Yeah, so true. And, and somehow they figured it out, you know? Oh my gosh. Do you know what I think you should do? I just had this idea. You should get what? a nanny cam and just uh-huh. watch how shit goes down when you're not there. And then just to like figure out, like, is it that they just want me to do it when I'm here. So they make it look like it's more difficult just to kind of get me to do it. Or like, how does this whole process work? I feel like it would be so interesting just to see the dynamic with the dads and the kids in the house when the mom's not there. You know I what? Think, that would, that would get me a divorce. I, I also, I, I also think that there, there, this is my theory on relationships. There can only be one leader and the mm-hmm. leader, if you have two leaders, it, it gets confusing. And so it's the stronger parent who ends up taking on more of the load. And actually, I do know a few dads who are the stronger leader mm-hmm. in, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when you have the stronger leader, it's like you, ha- you kind of have to have a leader in the family, you know, the leader of the pack who's like, do this, go here, do this. It makes it, it, makes it running smooth. Women are just better leaders. That's all I think. But then the crazy thing is, is that when he wants to be a leader at something, oh, yeah, yeah. and you're That's like- That's why they say no to all the budget shit. No. Yeah, no. no. And you're like, you can't just step up now. Like I've been leading this whole time. You don't get to be the boss. Yeah, exactly. On this one. No oh. way. Relationships are confusing, Jamie. Are they not? They are. And you know what? It's so funny. We're all having the same conversations in our houses, right? Like we're all having the same conversations and the same thoughts about the dynamics with our husband. It's like that's where mom truths come from. You know what I mean? It's where mom so truths originated from. And you know what? This whole conversation is like it's you know based on our platforms, just talking about things that you know what other people would think is personal or embarrassing. And I think that I've like uh, uh, that I've had so many conversations with these people that I've, I've you know that I'm there, and then I'm on the street and I'm talking to a bunch of moms. And we're having gla- a glass of wine in the street, and a topic comes up that, and everyone's sitting there and talking about it. And I, I mean, I didn't even realize how common, how the same a lot of men work and the way that the women feel about it. And it's just like, God, I said to the girls, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. And I'm like, we need to continue to have these conversations. Yes. I mean, I kind of feel bad for the husbands because <laughs> when the truth comes out and it's, you feel more confident. In yeah. Life, yeah. Then it's kind of dangerous. A thousand percent. But uh, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. They're, um, you're right. They're fine. They're so fine. <laughs> now on your podcast yesterday, I was listening in and it's, so Catherine said something about how entrepreneurship and motherhood are pretty much the same thing. And you know what? It's the craziest thing mm-hmm. is that I have a note in my phone. I will create kind of like, if I get all riled up about something, I'll write a note about like an Instagram caption in my phone. And mm-hmm. I have a caption and saying how stepmotherhood and entrepreneurship are, are basically the same thing. Like you're literally learning the same lessons in yeah. both roles. It's just kind of a different, different situation. Yeah. Like, can you expand on that? Like in terms of your experience, like you guys are entrepreneurs, like who would ever thought we'd be sitting here talking that we're entrepreneurs? Like that just didn't nope. even ever cross my mind at any point, you know, five, seven years ago, but it is the same thing. Like, so for people who are kind of dabbling in both, like, what would you say the common lessons are there? <sighs> for both. I think that it's, I mean, 
you, you, it's like, you have to be confident in, in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to turn out the outside noise. And I think you have to be okay with the decisions you're making. And sometimes you make mistakes, but you can't let them like tear you down. You have to keep like, you have to find an alternative route and mm-hmm. you have to, you know, there's sometimes things that are epic, epic problems, but there's, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, if you want to be a mother, moms just naturally have this ability to figure shit out. And we see it time and time again. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through this testing with my son and I, I see these moms there with, with children who have way more severe things going on than what I have with, with my son. And I'm like, no one has an option here, but to figure it out. No one can be like, you know what? Peace out. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. successful entrepreneurs, that's the same characteristic that you have towards an, a company. You have, you can't be like, this is hard. I'm, I'm, I've decided not, I'm not going to do it anymore. And like so, employees can do that. Yeah. yeah. Entrepreneurs, cannot. entrepreneurs cannot. So I, I just, and, and I think that women would make epic entrepreneurs, especially moms because of these skills we have. And when you, when you draw the parallels, it's because there's no option but to figure shit out and make your family successful. No one's like, you know what? I'm going to half-ass it today. Even though we feel like we half-ass it a lot of days because we're at capacity, you're not actually half-assing it. You're just, you're like doing the best you can, but you still love them, feed them, get it done and grow them as people. It's what we do. So I, I just think that women aren't given enough, enough credit. And probably if they realized how much they do in motherhood, they would real. They probably get a lot more confidence in the outside world because raising people is not a joke and it's not something to take lightly. You yeah. know, it's and one I'm, of the hardest jobs in the world. A mom's never going to give up on her kids. An entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur that has a, a business and a passion is never going to give up on their on their mission, which could be their dream of whatever your business is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you know, you can't worry about what other people think either. And there really is, like I say this about stepmotherhood all the time. And you guys talk about this about with your community. It's like, there's no one size fits all approach when it comes to being a mom and what's right for you and your kids and your family. And we're, we're told that we should be doing this or we should be doing that. And that's not always the case. And that's actually the same when it comes to creating an online platform or running a business, like you guys broke all the rules. You break all the rules in motherhood. You break all the rules in building a platform and entrepreneurship and look where you're at. Like, I think it's, I really think it's a great example for all moms because we have to stop listening to what other people think we should do with our life. Like it's such bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I'm just thinking about that. And I'm like, you know, in parenthood and in business, like you cannot try and mimic what someone else is doing or copy them because that's not going to get you anywhere because it's not going to be the right fit because everything is so individual. And the thing that's going to make your family amazing is completely unique than someone else's family. And the same thing is with, is with business. You know what I always think? I always think about the, the woman who or I think it was a a mom-daughter duo who created the gems that go in Crocs, Mm -hmm. you know, or like the silly bands. I'm like, someone, you know how many people would have been like, that is the stupidest idea I have ever heard and you will not be successful at that. Yeah, they were. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were. So I think that whenever you think of an idea, when you see something that you're like, that is think of how many no's and ridiculousness mm-hmm. that, that they got made fun of for probably that idea and how many people are like, hell no. And you hear it and everyone knows it. Singers say it. Everybody says I was like, I was kicked out. These people said no. And, and they kept going. That's like, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's literally, it's how much you believe in yourself. Yeah. 
Hey guys. All right. I'm just going to interrupt this podcast for about two seconds here because I just want to make sure that all of the stepmoms know about the exclusive community for stepmoms that I just launched. So as most of you know, I write blog posts and post videos all about my experiences as a stepmom and about our blend of family life. I keep it positive, but I don't sugarcoat the challenges. And I'm really here to provide stepmoms with tips and strategies so that they can show up as the best stepmom possible. I have an online Facebook group, a public Facebook page, and I'm all over Instagram. And guys, I cannot tell you how many times stepmoms have reached out to me and told me that they really want to engage with my content, but they don't want their husband's ex-wife or their mother-in-law or anyone in their life to see that they're struggling. They don't want their stepkids to stumble across their posts, and I totally understand that. I also have had so many stepmoms say that they've posted on my page or in my group and then someone in their life has literally taken a screenshot and sent it to people in their family, which by the way, I think is so brutal, but that's what happens with social media. It's not private. Anyone can see anything and the internet is forever, even in closed Facebook groups. So knowing that so many stepmoms were struggling and craving that online interaction, but weren't comfortable doing it on social media, I decided to launch an exclusive community for stepmoms. In this community, you get exclusive content that's not shared anywhere else, regular interaction with me and my team, a monthly Q&A where you can ask me anything and everything, and unfiltered conversations all with the purpose of providing you with tips and strategies and a community so that you can show up as the best stepmom possible. And guys, it is all off social media. Even the forum is like a Facebook group, but not on Facebook. It is a private community that only members can access. So if you are craving privacy and support and friendship, and you just want to feel like you're not freaking crazy for feeling the way that you do, check out my online community. All the details are at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. At the end of your podcast, you guys often will say, go fuck yourself. Like you'll yeah. see saying it a lot lately. And it, you know, I have been in my mind ever since I've heard you guys say that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. You don't like me. Go fuck yourself. You don't like what I'm doing. Go fuck yourself. Like it's literally this, like my girlfriends and I are joking around about it all the time about how we live this, like go fuck yourself life. But you guys weren't the one thing I have seen you do in transition as I've watched your brand evolve is that all of a sudden you were just doing exactly what was right for you. Like you weren't playing other people's games. You were just like following your own gut and making your own rules. So like when you say go, go fuck yourself, what, like, what does that mean? Well, okay. So, you know, there was, I think in our podcast, when we talk about this, there was a time when, um, Nat and I just kind of went dark in every, uh, we did everything that we weren't supposed to do, which was like, we stopped going to conferences. We stopped like, you know, we just kind of like, we, we internalized or like insulated ourselves to, to kind of be like, you know, this is this, it, there was a point where we were working so hard. It had to become a business or it wasn't worth it because things were getting busy. We were taking time from our kids and our family. And it was like sort of this notion that we were just, it's like, go do your own thing. And no one, not everybody's going to like you. Like, it's impossible. Like not everybody likes Oprah. Not everyone likes Mother Teresa. And everyone's going to find a problem Uh with like the the people who are supposed to be loved the most. Um, So you just, it's like, it's cool. Go go fuck yourself. It's cool. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's not, it's, and it's not to be mean or it's not to be like, you're a terrible person. It's not to be like, 
it's not actually like we fucking hate you. It's like you do your path, we'll do ours, and that's okay. We can and and we can coexist, and we can we can be inspired by by each other. Yeah, it's just kind of like go go. It's really like a way that's that's like we need to stop caring so much about what people think of what we do. Like, I think we need to start caring more about how we make people feel rather than what people think of. Like, no one's thinking as much about you as you're thinking about yourself, number one. And number two, I think we just have come to a place where it's like, we're just going to do us. That's all we can do. And keeping up with everything else is so exhausting. Like, it's like, it's so, it's done, you know? Because I don't think a lot of people know there's rules in the social media world. and like, you know, behind the scene, the behind the scene rules and it's exhausting. And we were like, we can't do all of it. So we're just going to fuck that and go this way. Yeah. And you know, I will say for myself, like in the last year, I, there was a time where I was trying, I was trying to do what everyone else was doing. And I was getting caught up in the conversations at the conferences and what you should be doing. If you're building a platform, Uh you should be doing in this space. And nothing felt right. Like I didn't wake up in the morning. So pumped to share my Mm -hmm. message or to connect with my community. And as soon as I was like, fuck that, I'm going to do me. Everything just feels so right. Like there's just Mm -hmm. this shift. So if you are, you know, this isn't just about entrepreneurship. Like, so if you're a mom and you're listening to this or you're a stepmom and you're listening to this, if you're kind of struggling to get to that point, I think it's important for them to remember, like, it's not, you don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, well go fuck everyone. Like, it's yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's literally is like constant self-talk and like reminding yourself of what actually is important. I think we just get so confused in the world about what, what all the mixed messages. And I think that you just have to really like look to yourself and, and know what feels right. Like it's what feels right to you and you, you know what feels right and what doesn't feel right. Like you, you have to know because it's a feeling. So just tune in and be like, actually, I I don't want to go out tonight. Even though everyone's out, I I don't feel like it. I'd rather stay in. You're not, they're not going to like you less or whatever those things are for you. You know, like I don't want to ever join the PTA. I'm so thankful for the moms that do. I don't want to go on field trips. So thankful for the moms that do, but I'm not a worse mom because I don't like to do that. Some moms want to do it so much that teachers tell them you can't keep doing it because so many other moms want to do it and you already had your turn. Yeah. Yeah. But we need those moms. We need different moms, you know? Yeah. That's not me. And and I'm very grateful for the people who want, like I, my husband's like, why don't you go on a field trip with Reese? I said, because I would want to shoot myself. Why Um, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he actually does. He would love to go on a field trip. Oh yeah. It's appropriate that that happens, you know. Like, yes, dads would be great at field trips. Yeah, I agree. Be great at it. Yeah, yeah. I went on a I went on a kindergarten once, and I was responsible for like five kindergartners, and one ran off, like literally ran off on me, and I was at the back of like the class, and I was like, you know what? I'm not. No, nope, I'm not doing this. Nope. I don't. I don't want to be responsible for a rogue kid. You know, I've got my own. I don't need to lose another person's on a field trip. Like no offense to the teachers. I'm struggling with the four people here that I have to deal with. Like yeah. I'm not going to volunteer to take on 30 others. <laughs> That's a hard, hard no. Yeah. Right. Maybe so when do- they're older. Maybe when they're older and they don't run off on me. But yeah, that was traumatic for me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Even then, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be me. Now, I have a few questions that I just want to ask you guys just to wrap it up. I know that um, Nat needs to head out too. So yeah. what is the number one thing that you want to teach your sons? Sons. Teach our sons. Teach our sons. It's so funny you say this because I've been having this conversation in my head about, you know, we 
often, okay, it's, it's about sex. And I think, and like, and the way we talk to our girls and our boys, and I want my children and it's my, my son to know that like, when you're talking and, and you're uh, like, we often have these conversations with our girls about their bodies and about their, you know, like what is right and what is wrong and what it feels like. And I think that it has to be the same conversation with the boys about like, you know, what, what does, what does it look like to say no? I think we're not having, we're in such a tumultuous climate right now where like an advance can be taken as um, something that, that they don't intend, but we're not, we're not being given the tools of how to teach our boys what this climate is right now. And I think Mm -hmm. Nat and I are just really trying to like teach our boys, like to be confident, to be respectful, to be kind, to be empathetic, to be um, like listeners, to not always be right. Like to be, we were just joking that remember like if you had a grandmother and they had, you had a grandfather, the grandmother was always trying to make it right for the, like for her, for the husband, like they had to make him okay which yeah. was like get the drink, like placate him because he was never okay. And men are way moodier. <laughs> so yes. we're trying to make it so our, our boys are self-aware and understand that it's not a woman's job to make them feel okay. They're just as much responsible for their own moods, behaviors, uh, like everything including yeah. encompassing in a relationship and for themselves. Does that make sense? Did I, did yeah. I land that plane. Yeah. We also want to teach them like, and I, I think we're really lucky that our sons have older sisters and older yeah. t- just, just so that we can show them that like the jobs in the house and in life, it's equal. Like she, he, she's not doing that because she's a girl and you're yeah. not doing that because you're a boy. We all do it together. And I, I think, I mean, I, th- I always think we're getting a little bit closer to the right way. <laughs> But just to, to let the boys know that, you know, never, she can't because she's a girl. Yeah. And I want, I want them to stand up for, for some things that aren't right. Both my kids. Like I want them, boy and girl, to stand up for things that are not okay. I don't want them to just like t- take a picture and post it online. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what do you want to teach your daughters other than all of that too? I mean, it's the same mission of, of what we've created here too, is that be inspired by other girls. Don't be jealous of them say kind things to them when you're, when you can be kind and create a, like a, like a, a good environment for them not to be catty and bitchy to each other. It, it, it can be magical. I feel like there should be a class. I always say like in my daughter, she's in grade five. And some of the things that I hear these girls say to each other, I feel like there should be like a, a program of how, how to, how to get along better, but also like stand up for yourself when don't be taken advantage of as well. Yeah. And to admire, it's okay to, to admire people. And it's, it's actually a beautiful thing to admire people, but you know, don't compare yourself as you're not worth that because there's something different. And I think that honestly, we're, we're new in the game and I know you have teenagers, so you probably see a totally different world of what you want to teach them. And I think that as we're like, you know, growing into the, the roles of tween moms, it's like, we're beginning to see just what you're fighting, which is a lot you know, like the messages and like the conversations at school and like body image and oh my God, it's so much work. And, you know, just, yeah. just the slippery slope of like, you know, texting and what, the, what can be, what can be held accountable online and what you should see. All that shit is so much work. Oh, you're I like know. double parenting now. It's, you're not just parenting, you know, in the real world, you're parenting like things that can hold, that can screw them for life. I know. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So my, um, one of my stepchildren, they were doing something that they shouldn't have done, which in my mind was pretty age appropriate, experimental, but also a bad choice, right? Like we, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I found out within five minutes of them doing it, 
because they put it on Snapchat. Yeah. And you know, I, I I said after after Darren does his big talk and his big whole speech, which is sometimes painful to watch, but <laughs> I um, went into the room after and I said, look, I'm going to be really frank with you. I said, you're going to make some pretty brutal choices or some, you know, you're going to make some mistakes and this is the time when you're going to do it. Don't put anything on social media that you don't want people to see. Like yeah. <laughs> that was a, I, I said, you know what? That was just probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen you do. And I'm saying this with love, like just yeah. be smart about your social media. Like you're going to make yeah. mistakes, but, but, but keep that offline. And it was just like that real conversation. Like, can you imagine if I, like we were, just, I was at the very beginning of Facebook when I was in university, but like Insta stories and all of that. Like I know no. I even wake up sometimes after I've had too much wine. I'm like, oh shit, get that <laughs> off. Like, what would they think? It, right. <laughs> and I'm there. a grown ass adult. No. And I mean, that like, and funny. that's what I mean in terms of this like tumultuous environment right now. We're not, we're not being taught how to teach our kids about what language to use and what, you know, and I, and I, and I think that it's like, I was in a restaurant the other night and I heard girls talking about how they were with their texting with their boyfriend and their mom saw and the guy was like, pull your shirt down lower. And the mom saw over the shoulder. She's like, what the, you know, and like lost her mind over it. But I'm like, that is the conversation that you have in real time, but not necessarily online where everyone can see it. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. Oh, so confusing, but yet so simple. Just don't. I know. I <laughs> right, know. Don't be a dumbass. Don't, don't, don't be a dumbass. Don't the number one thing we want to teach our kids, don't be a goddamn dumbass. That's now, literally <laughs> all it is, you know? And don't like, think about like, show me what you want to post before you post it. And then maybe you'll post it. You know, like if you wouldn't show me, don't do it. Yeah, for sure. What's the number one thing annoying you about social media right now? Not much, actually. Nothing? We don't. We don't take social media too seriously. I think that that's our our gift in our world because we live in it. And I think that no, it does. I, social media doesn't it doesn't bother us, Jamie. Is that weird? No, uh, but there's not like a trend on social media right now that you're like, that's crap. Like that's just like all. Well, I can just answer my question because I have something. Do tell, Jamie. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell because you you guys don't have anything right now. Um, I really am having a hard time with the the whole authenticity thing. Like, are oh, you yeah. being authentic or using authenticity as a strategy? And yeah, yeah, we me, actually that's a hundred percent. We actually did we we talked about that on the the podcast on the Gary V podcast. Like, is authenticity something that you do or is it something that you are? You know, oh, like it, you don't need to try to be authentic. Being authentic is just the definition of that is just to be your natural. Self. But I'll tell you, it is, it's a trend a hundred percent because like the mainstream media we're doing is now trying to be authentic. And it's hilarious to watch because we're like, this has been going on for like seven years on online, you know, it's like, this is not new, but it's a trend. It's a hundred percent a trend. But I guess the only good thing is if it's a conversation that, needs to be had wicked, but you can't actually, um, try to be it. It's just who you are because you can't try you, to be authentic. That's no, not, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, I either know who you are or you don't, you can't like, and don't overshare for likes over like share because it's what you feel. And we encourage, as far as like wanting to be authentic, like we always encourage people to try and find your own voice and try and be yourself. But that sometimes that's easier said than done. Honestly, I feel like it's natural for us 
but some people they're they're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what my passion is. And you can be you can be a full grown up and still have those feelings. And I I feel I feel for I feel for people who don't know who they are. You know. No. And I think it's about taking a step back and going back to that whole, how do you get to the go fuck yourself mentality? Because I don't know if you can be truly authentic without just all, you know, doing some work on yourself and getting to a place where you're just cool with who you are. I think think you earn, I, I, there's a doorbell. I think you earn it for real. I really do think you earn. And I think that authenticity changes daily of some days you're like, Oh, that was, you know, you say something, you do something like, why'd I do that? But it's, it's a, it's a process and you're always you're always working on it and you're always trying to, to get there. Like, I don't think it's an actual place. And I think it's, you can just see it. You can see it online. You can see it in the people you meet. It, you can see it. Like you can feel it. It's just, you know what I mean? It's, it's not. A feeling. Yeah. Jamie, I don't want to just vanish, but I am skipping out. So um, I'm here, Jamie. Kat's still here, but um, I love this conversation. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you so for much. Us. I'll chat with you on Insta stories. Yeah. Yes, we do. You know, the last question I want to ask you is, uh, what do you find easiest right now, running your business or motherhood? Oh my God. Always running your business. Always yeah. 150 million trillion percent running a business. hundred percent. I'm feeling the same way. Like even yesterday, it was like almost bus time. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do motherhood. I just, or don't want to do stepmotherhood. I just want to talk about it online. Like I just want to, you know, create this platform about it. It's, it's, Motherhood is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Like the seasons sometimes when you're in a tough season with your kid, it's like really hard. It's really, 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 really hard. I I can't agree more. I can't agree more. You were just talking in your podcast yesterday. I was listening and it's, you were talking about, because you're in social work and I was in social work. Um, we both work for Children's Aid, I believe, right? Yeah, I did. I, I did a stint there. I did a lot, but yes, I did do like a year there. Did you not think that you were supposed to know all of this stuff? Like I really thought that oh my being God, an expert I, on the outside, I was just going to nail this whole parenting thing. And I man, think a hundred and I, I can't even, t- I, I, like, I, like I said, I feel like a, fail- I feel like a failure most days because I'm like, how can I not parent you when I, when I did this for a living and I was really good at it? You know, like I was good at it, but what is going on with me and you right now? Why can't we do this? Yeah, no, it's scary. And it's, I mean, it will work out because I think it's love that anchors you. And I know that that sounds so cheesy, but I really do believe that I like have such a, a philosophy now that, but if your kids remember your face smiling, so when you see them, even if you're just frustrated, if, even if you're like laughing at something else, not even with them, if they hear you and they remember your face happy and they feel love, that's all they'll remember. Like they're not yeah. going to remember everything in between that we're caring. Yeah. So they and really will say, what's the quote? I like, what is what I want? What, what do I want my kids to remember about their childhood when it comes to me? Like when they look back as an adult, what do you want them to remember? Oh my God, me being happy. I want them to remember me laughing. I want them to remember like, you know, it's a feeling. I want them to have the feeling of like that. I had a great childhood and I remember my mom loving being her. And I, I'll never be the mom who like, they're like, mom, dinner time. Like I'm not good at many things that would be a motherhood job, like quote unquote, you know, like I don't like cooking. I'm terrible at laundry. I'm terrible at organization. Like all the things that make quote unquote, like good moms I'm terrible at, but I, I know that, that we, I have fun with them, uh, when I I try to, and I want them to remember just being happy with me. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I love that. 
All right. Last thing, your game, your book, give us the lowdown. I'm going to link it for everyone in the show notes. Oh, it's so, I mean, it's so interesting. Cause I said to Nat, it's like, you have this big book release and then her and I are like, okay, what's next? And everyone's like, you still have a book. I'm like, right. We still have a book. Uh, our book is, you know, the feedback we've gotten about the book has been something that really is our whole mission. And a lot of people, I, you probably get this too, where women email you or we have people who come to our shows and they're like, I was in a really bad place. And we've had numerous people who are like, I was contemplating like leaving this world and not being here anymore, but you just mm-hmm. gave me like a, a piece of laughter or their kid is sick or they were going through, you know, chemo and they're like, you guys make me smile every day. And your book reminds me I'm not alone. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I can't even believe those words come out of people's mouths. So I think that the book, whether it makes one person feel better or a million people feel better, it's just something that we have kind of fraternity and we're so proud of it. And the game is just a reason for what we stand for too. Like get together in real time with your friends. If you don't have friends, you know, just make sure you're not alone. And we're we're trying to bring women together. That's always what we're trying to do. So everything, everything stems from that. Amazing. So I'm going to link it all below. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.